Welcome to Promo Cares Radio, where we dive into the good being done in the promotional products industry. From general philanthropy to cause marketing to giving programs, we're here to shine a light on those inspiring stories that are helping to improve the world through promo. And now, Promo Cares Radio with your host, Roger Burnett. This is Promo Cares Radio. My name is Roger Burnett, co founder and president of Promo Cares. Promo Cares is a 100% volunteer initiative created to lift up and recognize companies in the promotional products industry using their businesses as superpowers for social good. We help suppliers, distributors, decorators, service providers, and end buyers alike become a bridge for positive social impact. We do this through best practice sharing, online and in-person collaboration efforts, and helping organizations with their give back work by marketing their efforts and telling their stories. It's been a wonderful, difficult, time-consuming, but immensely rewarding year of Promo Cares Radio podcasts. And as we close the calendar year that is 2018, it seems only fitting to take a look back at the nine hours of conversation had on the podcast this year. In doing so, a number of themes revealed themselves and specific guests brought compelling thought processes to the reasons behind using their businesses as superpowers for social good. So join me, if you will, as we take a look at these themes and examine how our guests express the commonality amongst them, regardless of their position, gender, age, background, or experience. It's as central to the premise as the heart in the Promo Cares logo. Can promotional products be used in a way to make the world a better place? And with the effective use of the products we sell every day, can we motivate and make social change real? This episode looks at the ways our guests are marrying the work behind their social good efforts with the ways their businesses might stand out in the marketplace, what's happening as a result, and why it matters. 4.0 is this idea of no. Actually, purpose should be at the center of everything we do. And if you look at the work that Simon Sinek has done, which I think is groundbreaking in Start With Why?, Um, it's always been there, but I think it's now elevated to the point that with social media and the internet, that we have the ability to understand that backstory to a much greater extent. And so I think purpose has become in this 4.0 model, the center of what you do. And here's the deal. It's not enough to say it. People actually look at what you actually do. Right. And so Red Goldfish was about not only understanding your purpose, but more importantly, what are the little things that you do to elevate and bring that purpose to life for your employees, for your customers, and for society as a whole? Wow. With pleasure. I love this. This is awesome. Okay. So my response to that would be, if we are going to put people on a pedestal, people on the back, or give business to somebody for any reason, I would argue, like when if if all things being equal, yes, we are all adding value. We're all in our way going. Okay, I want to learn things so that I can add value to my customers' purchase, so that I can know more than the next guy, so that I can help do consultative selling, which is like my mantra over here is that I'm always saying you can consultative selling, not just pitch selling. Um, and if you're going to choose between two equally qualified people, um, I don't see a better 
thing to help you decide than what one does philanthropically versus another. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, whether it's customers who, who come and shop or who sponsor our events, um, they are always on our side and have our back. And it really does help develop that closer one-on-one relationship that, that you want with your clients, uh, especially in a quick world of the online stores that you're trying to compete with. You still want that personal touch. And it, it absolutely um, makes us closer to our clients. We also have on our board, we have colleagues of ours. We have um, suppliers in the industry that are on our board as well. And it, it helps grow those relationships. And it, it really is, it, it, you know, the way that we've always ran our business and our charity is as a family. You know, we're small family owned and we always want to have that personal touch with, with everyone around us. Um, that, that's how we were able to grow the past 45 years. So we want to continue that legacy. And we're able to do that with, with living, loving, locally. Promo Cares has been such an exciting development. I think the idea of cause marketing and aligning your brand or your distributorship or suppliership with a cause or an issue and really digging into that is encouraging. And, and I think those are the things that are going to insulate our industry, um, into the future because the marketplace is changing. Uh, the, the thing that I, I heard at a, uh, an event last year that really st- struck with me as a truth bomb um, is the idea that the future isn't going to be one with your products. The future is going to be one with your information. And that information could be the data or the information could be the stories. So it might be that, we've been working on our, you know, the data would be that I can tell you what our greenhouse gas footprint is as a company and how it's changed over 10 years. The story is, I can tell you the story about um, the worker that made that product, or I can tell you the story of, you know, our, our commitment to social hiring and, and that person's life and how we've changed it. And so, you know, that's, what's going to win in the future. And you can't have that kind of transparency without really opening up as an industry and having conversations about where things are coming from and how they're made. And, and, and it's the stories that tell, you know, it's the stories that hook people. They're like, I want to be a part of that. I want that t-shirt. And, and it's, it's like, you know, they're just like, I want to be driving change with my dollar. And, you know, the t-shirt's the same price or maybe it's a few cents more. Of also, when you are a B Corp, when you work with B Corps, and when you have promotional products from B Corps, you now have a story. You can actually just show your values that you purchased using your values, and then, then you're showing anyone that you're giving that promotional product to you, that you have values, right? Like you're telling your story without having to tell your story. Um, before I started my own company, I worked at a B Corp and all of our promotional products were from other B Corps. And that was part of our story. So we had t-shirts that were made locally from organic cotton. And we would tell the story of how that aligned with our values because there's so much cheap products that are made nowadays. And we recognize that the Rana Plaza tragedy happened in Bangladesh and we want to support a better way of doing business. And we're willing to invest in quality products. And for us, we, 
Sometimes one, one thing that was tricky was we were a B Corp insurance company. We were known as a t-shirt people. Mm. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. But, I mean, that's because we had higher quality products. We had the story that mattered, mm-hmm. and in turn, it helped mm-hmm. drive leads. Well, I love that. And I think, you know, you can start on that small level. And then the other thing I would tell, like, a, a distributor, and I said this in January, is, you know, it's an industry that, that – Everybody can pretty much sell the same product. So everyone has access to the same pen, the same mug, the same shirt. So how do you differentiate yourself when you're going mm-hmm. in to see a customer? And you can differentiate yourself on price. You could be the lowest price you know, person out there. You could you know, have a relationship there. You can have, you know, try and have better service. I mean, there's lots of ways to try to differentiate themselves. But one of the things that I encourage people to think about is, this is a really uh, important way to differentiate yourself, and I think potentially a really effective way, you know, for distributors if they can have, um, you know, the right conversations. And so, if they can, um, it, it's a there. There is a we talked about before a strategy piece to this too, and it doesn't have to be um, all encompassing day one. It can really be sitting around having a pizza, talking about how do we how do we make suppliers such such quality and that. The, the more that this initiative has grown, the more it's it's opened up so many more fundraising channels for me, whether it's through distributors, um, new yoga spaces, just individual donors. It's been um, – I can't even tell you to the listeners, to you, Roger, and, and, and to you, Kelly, um, the impact that this partnership has had on my ability to, one, lead more retreats and touch more warriors in their families' lives, and then, two – come that much closer to be able to make the, the center, the property, that big capital investment um, become a reality. Oh, it just- uh, I, I definitely look at those philanthropic endeavors that people do, and it doesn't even have to be a, oh, I, I give X number to X thing or I go to X, Y uh, event every single year. I think that if if somebody in like entwines philanthropy into their business or – um, encourages their employees to, to to sort of to causes that they're passionate about or that the organization as a whole is passionate about. I am going to think differently about that organization, and it's it's not just me. Like the the the, the statistics show that millennials, in particular, are looking for the what else. They're looking for cause based places to spend their money. Right there now, you only have to look at the t-shirt industry, and I know I'm harping on about it to see how far uh, the social part, that social responsibility piece of 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 apparel, has come in the last five, not even not even ten years. In ten, it's irrecognizable from ten years ago, but even the last three years, like you look at how transparent organizations like like Sanmar are, right? Threadfast, who make all they make all of their t-shirts in China, but you can go and you can see exactly where all of their employees are and what the inside of that 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 is like, you know. And that is that's those things are brand new. Everyone is looking at that. People want more pet People want more um, organic cotton. People want all those things because there's some there's a cause linked to what. Yeah, for sure. I you know my in my time as a distributor. Um, there's this element of sameness that you're talking about. And oftentimes end buyers will, they may not be able to articulate it to you that way because they've not thought of it in that regard. But um, 
I had a buyer one time say to me, you know, like, how, how am I supposed to pick when you literally all five of you gave me the exact same presentation? And when, (laughs) and when salespeople move around within the industry, you know, salespeople are smart. If they see buyers nodding their heads about things at distributor A, when should they make a move to distributor B and they don't, they don't see the company using that as part of their pitch, you know, it has a way of making its way into the deck no matter what. I was just going to say, like, I have an anecdote from yesterday that, that really supports that on the end user side. We were pitching a new client. It was a city. And we were talking about how our product, our, um, you know, refillable water bottles, reusable, um, you know, mugs, uh, you know, reusable cutlery packs, things like that fit into their cities um, ditch the disposables and single-use plastic um, bylaws that they were starting to roll out. And the woman said to me, you know, I've never done a webinar before, and I see that you're on video, and next time we have a call, I'm going to make sure that I hook up the video because I want you to see me nodding. Like, this is amazing. We haven't ever talked to a promotional products supply, you know, distributor who's talking about how their products link in with our sustainability strategy as a city. And I want to make sure you see how animated myself and my colleague are in the group. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you put some marketing budget to this to, to help get the word out. And, um, yeah. you know, you, you had to manage through the nuts and bolts of delivering the program. So if there's other suppliers out there who are considering something similar, what would be mm-hmm. some of your advice for them on the actual blocking and tackling of, of doing it successfully? Well, I, I, I don't know that, um, I don't know that there, that, that there is, um, extraordinary partnerships where it's very, it, there's an intimate partnership where Dan's very involved with us, um, out there. But in our case, yes, I invested, um, in Dan being in every, there's a hundred thousand base camp catalogs out there and it, and they're strictly base camp and Dan is in the beginning and the program is explained in the beginning of every catalog. So there is a, there is a, uh, quite an investment in the partnership. And as long as Dan will have us, Suida wants to see this giant um, project come to fruition in St. Augustine and we're going to, we want to stay until it's done. Doing, I could see it in their eyes that they wanted to make it real and wanted to make it happen. And to hear Kelly to say, as long as I'm in it, they're in it. Like that's the sort of partnership that you, yeah. it's, it's, it's rare. It's really rare. And it's also like the best of what we are as people. I think um, the business model is successful. Okay. So for, I think, I think two main reasons, right? The number one reason is it has to be um, compassion, right? For sure, because people who would who wouldn't think twice about changing their their screen printer or their embroiderer or whoever gets their promotional promotional products, their distributor or anything, give it a second thought and give us a shot because of compassion, right? Because they go, hang on that's a great idea and businesses should do that more often. And I have a cousin or I have a brother or I have a son with or a daughter with autism. Um, and that makes it resonate with those people. Right. The second, the second is, is guilt. Right. And I'm going to explain that very, very carefully. Right. What I mean by that. So 
it's the guilt doesn't exist outside of the organization. The guilt exists within the organization. So we have by 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 coming up with this with this, this spectrum designs model and this idea, we have positioned ourselves so that our the quality of our work, right? The the pricing of our work, the whether we can make a deadline for our work is not just representative of us, but it's representatives of the abilities of people with disabilities as a whole. So, so it, 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 honestly, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, and as I hear myself say it, I can feel that the weight of that expectation and that sort of, uh, is that, so we're out to prove that people with disabilities can do as good a job as people. Do you have, um, a business investment in the community is this decision that um, that helps get us there, but it's not this one and done check writing experience. You know, it's not just like, hey, we're going to write a big check to a cause, and therefore we're going to be a purposeful business. I think it's more about investing in community, being a part of the year-round business plan. And I also believe that employees, when a part of that business plan, uh, and they get invested in that, uh, that creates even more success. So this idea that companies must determine what their roles are as corporate citizen is critical. And, um, and we talk, Roger and I've talked about this sort of macro idea, like the, the biggest things that have ever happened in the business world. You've got, uh, you've got Gates and, and the internet, you've got, um, this guy, Steve jobs and the iPhone, everything goes mobile. And then you've got this guy, Larry Fink of BlackRock, the world's largest investment firm, like $6 trillion funding so many businesses and organizations saying they will not fund any organization, not making a positive contribution to society. At the end of the day, it's, it's in a crowded marketplace. It's really about differentiating what you do and how you do it. And that's the, to me, that's the crux of all marketing. And I think this is just an intelligent way to do business as we move forward. So now this promotional product that you give is not just the product, but it actually represents something more, whether it's drawing awareness to something, whether it's part of an experience that's something bigger. Mm -hmm. um, to me, that little something extra is such a big difference. Um, there, I was reading this, uh, this study at Yale, and they interviewed custodians that worked in the hospital and one group of custodians that were really unhappy with their work, um, said that, you know, when asked about their job, they said that they clean the floors, they take out the trash. Why are they there? They need to pay the bills. They need to get benefits for their family. When asked what their job title was, they said that they were custodians. Mm -hmm. Then this other group of people who were very happy in their jobs, um, Every day, they, one of them took it upon herself to shuffle the artwork in the different hospital rooms because she worked in the hospice section, so she wanted them to get different visuals every day. And then the other one kept tally of who got visitors and made it a point to go to the rooms that didn't get as many visitors. Um, obviously, these were things that were not in their job description, but they were creating you know, this meaningful work, they were building on top of their assigned roles. And when asked what their job was, one of them described her job as a healer. And the other one said that she was an ambassador at the hospital. Yeah. And so I think that meaningful work is not assigned to you. It is created by you.